we are alive. Bring us in, Drew. Bring us in, baby. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, welcome, guys. Turning Face Podcast. Uh, what is this? Four, I think, but it's officially the WrestleMania wrap-up. Uh, two, two exciting nights, I thought. Um, I mean... Uh, what do you think of WrestleMania, Tommy? Um, like give it like I set the expectations low, given that it was gonna be Yeah, we did. Yeah, given I mean we yeah, we really did. But given it was gonna be like a no crowd, um and whatnot, and I would say it expe- it exceeded those expectations, but obviously very underwhelming given it's a WrestleMania. But I was like kind of impressed. I mean there were some good yeah. things for sure. Yeah. I think they did some really cool things. I think we uh I don't know if we talked about it. Um, on the prior podcast, but you know, with all things considered, I think they had to do some stuff that was going to make it a little bit different yeah. rather than just have a full, like a night of, um, empty arena matches and just make them really good matches, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it would have been great to, I mean, it was, I, I would have been, I would have been okay with just a bunch of really good matches, but I'm glad that they did. I'm glad that they did some stuff that, like I said, I think it needed to be done, though. I like agree. The, the Boneyard match right. and the Firefly Funhouse match. and I think that, like I said, they had to do some stuff like that because they knew that a night full of just empty arena matches wasn't going to be good enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, and even, like, the Bobby, Lash- the Bobby Lashley-Alistair Black match, there was no buildup for it. Right. So it was just like, you know, to throw a random match in there, it was like, that was, that was a little strange, but I mean, there was a reason for that. Um, and the reason for that was because Bobby Lashley was not available because he was, uh, didn't want to, I guess he was, I don't know if he was quarantining himself, like self quarantining. I don't know if he was feeling sick or if he just didn't want to travel that much to do shows but um there was no practically no build-up for that match yeah so it was just you know kind of random and then i mean for the most part everything else had a build-up but um yeah so i i I liked it i'd say for for what it's worth i liked it obviously i would like it a lot more if it were wrestlemania with ninety thousand screaming fans right um you know there was just some things there were just a few things that I wish there was a crowd there for because it would have got a huge pop. Yeah, know? I no, I agree. I, was it worth the like sixty some dollars? No, in my opinion. But like, I, you know, in hindsight, I guess I'm glad I watched it because um, there was some cool moments. But like you said, it just yeah. obviously, you know, having knowing what WrestleMania is like, it just is a bummer knowing how, like you said, how much of a pop stuff could have gotten yeah. and and stuff like that. But yeah, well, and there's also. And this is the last thing I'll say about it, that there's also like a fine balance. I think we talked about it as well a little bit where it was like Vince, you feel like Vince is kind of an asshole for still trying to put on a show. Right. Knowing that every, everything else is canceled. Um, but, you know, I mean, I'm glad we got to see, I'm glad we still got something. But from a, from a perspective of, you know, trying to take your mind off of all the crap going on in the world right now. And, yeah. You know, we're at a we're at a point where we're we're preaching social distancing and we're preaching, you know, all this stuff. But 
don't know. I mean, I was happy to be entertained yeah, for yeah. two nights and kind of forget about everything, you know. So, so I will um, say an update on my uh, pro wrestling gambling ad- addiction. I will give you the results. No, no. <laughs> um, so let's see. The the odds are very skewed in, in the uh, pro wrestling betting. I think for the most part because they know like who's gonna win for whatever reason. I think I had um, I had twelve bets and I won eight of them. Oh shoot. Yeah. Is so that I, good? I, I mean, I don't know anything about gambling. So it, it's good, but the reason it's not good is because the ones that I lost, I lost like a twenty, like twenty five. You know, it's like I when I bet and won, I was betting like let's say twenty five to win like twelve, and then when I lost, it was also betting twenty five, so it was just a straight loss of twenty five. So I ended up breaking even just because. You know, I, I won more than I lost, but not yeah. enough to win my money back. So I pretty much broke even. I put two hundred and ninety five dollars on the line, and I broke even. So could have been bad. Oh, could have been man. a lot better. Could have been a lot worse. I bet. Yeah. I bet like I bet on on every single match. So I'll tell you a couple interesting yeah. ones real quick because it was kind of interesting to see what kind of bets they had. Um, but uh, there was two Gronk ones that were kind of interesting. One. Which which they haven't they haven't really, they haven't really posted the results because for whatever reason I haven't gotten my money that I am owed. But um, one was Will Gronk have an official match at WrestleMania? I hammered the under, which was no, and I bet like twenty five because I knew it was gonna be like a um, a non you know like a twenty four seven title non sanctioned match or whatever. Yeah. I, I just knew it, and so. I bet big on that and won, but I didn't receive the money for that. The other Gronk bet, and I'm curious your thoughts on what you think this was, but it was a Gronk bet, and it said, this is all it said. It said, will Gronk win the WWE or Universal Championship? That's all it said. And I and and the odds were very skewed. It was like, if you bet, if you bet yes, you were getting like no money. If you bet the under, then you'd get a ton of money. So I bet no. Not knowing if it was like a one-day bet, a year-long bet, like a lifelong bet. So I don't know what it is, but um, I hammered him not winning the title. And yeah. at some point, I would think I'm going to be owed a lot of money. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> What's your uh, thoughts? Do you think he'll ever win? I, don't, I, don't, I would think if they were putting that bet up. Have you checked it again? Like, have you checked to see if that bet's still up? Yeah, it's still up, but it's the results aren't like... But, but, but the interesting thing is both Gronk bets like didn't go through. Like, like it shows that I bet them, but I haven't received or lost any money, and so I still don't That's know. Right. What, what's your thoughts? Do you think? I mean, while we're talking about it, you think Gronk will ever win the WWE Universal Title? Uh, negative. And that's the <laughs> thing, bro. It's like I was so surprised to see that he was like negative a thousand that he would, yeah. and I was like, I'm hammering the under. But anyway, so that's a little I'm side re- note. Let's just say this: I really hope that he does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hope you win a lot of money on that. I hope I do too. So yeah, we'll see. I'll keep people updated on my addiction, but yeah, no, that's good. That's good for the people out there that want to want to get into betting for sure. I I'm I am the world's worst gambler, so I don't <laughs> bet. So bro, but you know, I will say this, man. Like especially on an event like WrestleMania, that could have been a lot better. Like like it was it was good. I'm just saying, like yeah. you know, granted, like normal WrestleMania is fantastic. But, like, it gave me another sense of, and I'm only betting, like, 25 bucks, so it's not like I'm breaking the bank. And it gives me another sense of, like, um, you know, more entertainment because I'm more invested in it. So that part was nice. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, again, I think if uh, if you 
came to me and said, uh, hey, guess what? You're not going to have any fans in the arena for WrestleMania, and this is what you get. I think they did the best they could with what they were given. So yeah. I can't be mad at them for that. It took our, like I said, it took our minds off of all the crap going on for a few, for a few, uh, for a few nights. And it was good. I mean, the performances were good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It would have been a lot better if there was a crowd there to pop for those performances. But you know, you could hear that this is awesome chance in your head because there were some really good matches. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, man, yeah. Do you want to? So, I mean, you want to just get right into them? Yeah. So Saturday evening, which was night one of our two night extravaganza, um, Cesaro defeated Drew Gulak. Didn't see uh, that. Did you watch the uh, before ones? I didn't see any yeah. of those. Okay. Yeah. So there was there was one match each on the pre shows. Gotcha. Okay. So, so the pre-shows, uh, the night night one pre-shows were uh, night one. Sorry, night one. It was Cesaro and Gulak, and Cesaro beat Gul- defeated Gulak. Hmm. Uh, no interference from anyone, which is rare these days. With yeah. Cesaro and Gulak. Yeah. Uh, and then night two was uh, Liv Morgan beat Natalia. Did hear about that? Okay, I didn't see him though, but yeah. So. Yeah, it was weird because I thought so. I thought they were gonna give. I thought they were gonna try and give Liv Morgan a push because right, N- Natalia's like kind of a jobber that you know the people that they're trying to push. Oh, they, they're trying to get over. They, you know, she's one of those stepping stones on their way. But um, n- no, because uh, I don't know. I mean, she she beat Natalia, and then last night. Uh, she lost to Asuka. Yeah. Competition, so. No, I thought the I same know. thing. I, I thought, yeah. like, I knew that they should bring Asuka back up because she's had some big, big losses recently. But at the same time, I was like, oh, shit, they're pushing Liv yeah. Morgan. So I was kind of surprised to yeah. see her lose. But it makes sense. Keep Asuka, you know, rolling. She's, yeah. she's popular. Yeah, like I said, I thought they were going to give her a push, too. But, um I guess not. Yeah. I mean, it still could be a push. Like putting her in a match with Oscar is definitely that's true. That's a good point. A, a step up. So I mean, that's a good point. It's kind of it's kind of like um, even though she lost, you know, her stock still went up because she had a good match with Oscar for sure. Right. So. Agreed. No. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah. Um, and then speaking of Oscar, mm-hmm. um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross became two-time women's tag champions. Won that bet. Thank you. The- Kabuki Warriors, Kairi Sane, and Asuka. Um, dude, I love Nikki Cross. <laughs> <laughs> she's great. She's a maniac. <laughs> she, she's so much fun to watch. There was one point in the match where she like was wearing a she was wearing like a vest, and then she just like got so hyped and she like ripped the vest open and was like screaming. <laughs> And like, and she, I mean, she had a, she had a, like a shirt on underneath it, but she was just like, dude, yes, she's, she's so crazy. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad that they put, I mean, I, I like the Kabuki Warriors. They're getting a little tired to be honest with you though. Agreed. Like, I think, I think they're, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what your opinion is on them, but I think, I think there's only so far you can go with, with, with them. And I think they realize that. And, uh, I think Nikki Cross and, Alexa Bliss have a little more. Yeah. They have a little more uh, entertainment value to them than Asuka and Kyrie Sane. I mean, Kyrie Sane barely talks. Yeah. 
and then Asuka talks, but we don't know what the fuck she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm not saying that because, like, I'm like, oh, she's talking Japanese. I'm, like, no, I don't I, know what she's saying. No, like, yeah. She's just, like, she's just making sounds with her face, and, like, nobody knows. <laughs> Like, it was kind of like when we went to Raw, and she was just, like, standing in the ring for, for three minutes, and we're like, what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, it's just like, I mean, it's I get it. Like, it's kind of kooky, like, funny, like, quirky funny, but it's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a know. good time for a change of, the, of those titles, but they're still not going to, I mean, both tag team titles, they're, they're still not going to do much with the tag team divisions, so... You know that match yeah. was neither here nor there. I, I don't think it had any relevance in my opinion. It was a it was a good match though. It, it was, was a good match. It was yeah. Yeah, um, like I said, all the matches were really good. There wasn't a match where I was like bored. You know. Yeah. So, um, I'll tell you. There actually there was one, but I'll talk to you about that in a little bit. Okay, I'm, I could probably and, and, I, th- and I think you'll be surprised. Okay, interesting. So, um. All right. Cool. Um. And then. Elias defeated King Corbin, which, which I was surprised with. Yeah, do you think they're trying to? Do you think they're trying to push making Elias push, or do you think that was just? Um, they should be. Um, I like Elias because he's a bracelet guy too. We got a similar look there. I know you're a big Elias guy. He's a fucking megastar. I mean, they yeah. should push him to the moon. I mean, yeah. Elias is fantastic. He he's yeah. charismatic. He's good in the ring. He's got a great look good entrance yeah. he's talented like he's he's phenomenal i i don't like him necessarily winning there him and corbin had a, like a weird kind of deal i don't like him beating corbin cleanly correct me if i'm wrong he did beat him cleanly right mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah um i just think corbin's like your big heel and i don't love that you uh that you he, he loses too much he he has real heat and then he and then he loses too much. I really thought he was gonna win, or I thought Gronk was gonna interfere. But yeah, I mean Elias, I think they should. I mean after that win, push him to the freaking moon. What's your thoughts? Yeah, dude. Okay, so first of all, Elias. Oh shit. Uh, for the for everybody listening, I'm watching Impact right now, and um, I guess she's going by. I don't know what she's going by now, but she was in the WWE as Emma. I don't know if you remember her, but she signed with she's signed with Impact now. So she was she went by Emma in WWE. So anyway, um, yeah, no, I like Elias. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy because before the match started, Elias smashed his guitar on yeah. Corbin's back, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it I don't know if it was particularly uh, brutal. That one was like particularly a rough one, or like if you just don't notice it because there's no crowd and right. you can't and you can hear it. But yeah, that I was like Jesus, like he smashed the guitar on his back. Yeah. Um. No, I love Elias. Like I said, I like Elias. I like Elias because he's kind of like smug and he has like that swagger to him. Yeah. And. Uh, I think he's got it, it, you know, whatever it is in yeah. WWE. I think he's got it, um, and he just needs a. Pu- I think he just needs a push. And yeah. I, I will say this though, um, a lie, a lot of Elias. I like. I don't know, man. See, I like him as I like him as a face, but I think he his thing is better as a heel, though. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because remember when he was a heel and, and not having a crowd is pretty detrimental to him as a heel. Yeah. Because he used to come out and insult the crowd. Right. And he would like sing a song insulting like whatever city he was in. Yeah. So I think that does, I think that's better. I mean, he could do that as a face, I guess, but I think it's, it's more effective as a heel when he comes out and like insults Pittsburgh or yeah. wherever he is. So. No, I can see that for sure. I think, to be honest, I think he's great either way. Um, yeah, I agree. But, uh, but yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Um, I actually do like the, the way they're pushing him face right now. Um, yeah. I think they kind of missed the ball on him the first time he was faced, but who yeah. knows? I mean, they, they could potentially pull it off again. So I'm excited to see yeah. where they take him. Yeah. So also a quick interjection, the, uh, main event tonight for impact wrestling is Eddie Edwards and Tessa Blanchard versus the North for the impact tag team titles. Oh, really? So, so Tessa oh. Blanchard has the opportunity to become champ champ here. Everyone's always like, shut the fuck up. We don't care about Impact. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I like Impact. Like, it, to, me, to me, it's, it's um, wrestling, and I enjoy wrestling. So No, I've watched it three times now, and I've liked it all three times. I haven't had a bad thing to say about it. So. Yeah. The only thing – actually, the only thing I bad thing I would have to say about it is they did a promo that was a little bit bizarre last week. I think I know which one you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, it was with Jessica Havoc and – it was just like they stabbed a guy or something, and it was like just pretty bizarre. But yeah. that's the only complaint I had. It was like a little bit hokey. Right. But no, it was good. And then last week's main event was Ethan Page and Tessa Blanchard. So that was that was good. Um, goes back to talking about the intergender matches. Yeah. Which was it was a great match. So. Um. All right. All right. Our next match uh, of night one was Becky Lynch defeating Shayna Baszler. Uh, she retains the Raw Women's title, and it was a good match. Uh, that that one, I, I I will say, I was a little bit bored in that match. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, yeah, I, I thought it ended way too early. I mean, yeah. I'm being honest. I, I thought that, that – I think that you devalue Shayna when you beat her that early. Um and also, just all the they had a great build up, dude, and it, it kind of just like wasn't. It was a little underwhelming. I think the matches should have gone longer, straight up. I don't know. Well, I think they kind of. I think they kind of screwed. Ba- uh, not Bailey. Sorry. I think they kind of screwed Becky there too, because like they like Becky has been a dominant champ, right? And the way that they like the way that they chose to give her the win was kind of like. It was kind of like sneaky, and like she yeah. like just pulled it off. Like so, I don't know, I didn't like that, especially since she's been the champ for now a year, and today marks a year that she's yeah. been a women's champ, Raw Women's Champion. And like I don't know, I just think you devalue her when you when you make like a yeah. when you make a finish like that when it's like a sneaky, you know, Shayna Baszler made a mistake, and you know, I I don't know, I just think it should have been a better thing. It, it could have been a better finish, but um, no, I completely agree. Um, and I think, hold on, give me one sec. Okay, yeah, I completely agree. I think that because um, last WrestleMania she beat Ronda in a very controversial match, 
and it was kind of like one of those sneaky pins. It was a little wonky, and I think that like you, de- like she was definitely ready for like a big time legit like win. Um, not yeah. see- dude, I completely agree with you there. I think they did kind of screw her over, um, but it sounds like their rivalry is not going to be over. Um, it's inevitable yeah. that that Shayna, or I should say this, it's inevitable that Becky loses the title sooner than later. Um, in my opinion. And there's really nothing left for her as champion. I think that the move is to put it on Shayna. I thought the move was to put it on her at WrestleMania. But I think she's a little too raw for that right now. I think, like, a little too green um, as far as being over and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I think the move is to take it off Becky, kind of have her chase the title again. So, don't love that she won, especially because I bet against her. But I, I understand, like, you get her a big-time win. But now I think it's time, like going forward that she'll, she'll lose sooner than later yeah yeah and then again just continues to piss me off when they go straight up the fighter I'm like dude give it up I like, hate it <laughs> I'm like come on just stop so yeah um alright so Becky retains and then I thought her entrance was cool she keeps coming in on that Mac trip I like that I like that Uh-oh, I lost you for a sec there. Uh-oh. Say that again. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Yes. You were saying she comes out um, on the... Um... Yeah, like... Yeah, she comes out in, like, that... On that Mack truck. Yeah. How she, like... She comes in on, like, that big... Uh, that big 18-wheeler. I think so that's cool. That, I feel like, man, that's, <laughs> that's, some, that's something we missed out a lot on with WrestleMania this year. Some of the big entrances, like... Undertaker yeah. on a bike this yeah. year probably Becky on that big man tractor trailer thingy whatever yeah it's it's very stone cold yeah that's why I like it yeah for <laughs> sure <laughs> so yeah but uh yeah and then so Sami Zayn defeated Daniel Bryan to retain the Intercontinental title um I, I had a lot of fun with that match cause it was <laughs> I was making fun of Sami Zayn the whole time. I think I put up on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, like, that was funny. I put up on the Instagram like apparently Sami Zayn hasn't heard about quarantine haircuts yet. Or that was good. Like that. I enjoyed like, that. Yeah, was I it? like what he's doing. I don't like Sami Zayn. Like I, he, I think I, I, I get tired of listening to him talk. But I think his little shtick in the ring is funny when he's like, <laughs> yeah. So. It was interesting to see him get a clean win after, I mean, the dude legit hasn't wrestled in, like, months. Like, like even when he won the title, he yeah. didn't wrestle. He just pinned Braun Strowman. Yeah. And so, it was interesting seeing a guy yeah, that, yeah, that hasn't wrestled in a while get a big win over DB, so... Especially after he, uh... Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was... Oh, especially after he mentioned AEW live on air, which was fucking hilarious. Do you remember that? No, when did he do that? Oh, dude, I have to send you the video. I think they cut it out of, like, the final cut of Raw. But uh, he was in this mm-hmm. chair with Corey Graves answering questions from the crowd, and, dude, the clip is so funny. He just grills the crowd, like, just grills them on all their responses. He's like, and then he goes... You guys are asking me such stupid questions. You could ask me about anything. You could ask me about my love life. You could ask me about AEW. And then he goes, 
and ever and like people were like, oh, it was nuts. I'll send you the clip, but yeah, he's um. I was surprised right. that they let him. Uh, I thought he was gonna have a short leash after that, but yeah. 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 So he's he's still the IC champion. I think that goes on for a while because he's got the Cesaro and Shinsuke situation happening. I yeah. Think, I think they're gonna play that for. I think they're gonna play that up for a long time. He's just gonna keep winning with the help of Cesaro and and Shinsuke. I think they're gonna play that for a while. So I don't hate it. I mean, um, it's fine. No, no. I think he. I mean, they're all heels. Like it's a good heel situation. It like is. I, 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 like I said, he's doing his job because I hate listening to him talk. You know. Yeah, it's so weird. So. It, it it's so interesting looking at the WWE and like. The fact that they put Sammy, Cesaro, and Shinsuke, and in my opinion, Cesaro and Shinsuke are the most underutilized talent in WWE. I think they're extremely talented. I actually like not even the fact that they're like a little you know faction right now, but I think that they're legit the yeah. two most underrated and underappreciated wrestlers in in WWE. And it's so interesting that they put them behind Sammy. I don't know. I, you know, I'm just thinking here. And Sammy used to be huge in NXT, so it's just me thinking. Like, yeah. I think what it comes down to is the fact that they have so much talent that they don't even know what to do with, and they screw them. But whatever. Yeah. Well, and uh, it was actually I forgot in the um, when in the Cesaro Drew Gulak match, the way that that match finished uh, was so Drew Gulak was like working on on Cesaro's like right arm the whole match you know just really focusing on his arm focusing on his arm and then cesaro tried to pick him up and do like a torture rack oh yeah and his arm was like his arm was messed up so cesaro just like started spinning in a circle and did like a helicopter with no hands (laughs) and then just and then just kind of like and then just kind of like dipped his shoulder and like drew gulak fell off and then he pinned him and won the match it was pretty funny hey on that note i got a question for you what's your thoughts on in general on um that idea of like kind of isolating a body part it's kind of like that old school heel like idea of like you know just targeting on one body part what's your thoughts on on that like when you when you watch it do you like that like what's your thoughts I like I like watching I like watching wrestlers work, you know what I mean? And I like I like watching like how creative they can be. Um like for instance, uh in the uh, Yeah, I mean I don't I don't have a problem with it. Like I think as long as there's a diverse I think as long as they're diverse with what they do to 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 focus on one body part, you know. Yeah. Um, I agree. In Drew in Drew Gulak's case, he has a he has an arsenal of different stuff. I mean, he's a great wrestler, yeah. so he's a, he's able to. Uh, he was able to to use many different holds and attacks to to, right. you know, to 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 accomplish that. But yeah, I mean, I think if like you just keep arm barring. And then you're like, oh, his arm's messed up. And then you like go for another arm bar and like, oh, he's arm barring him again. Right. It's like, you're like, all right. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think if they're diverse in what they're doing to do that, to accomplish that, uh, to that accomplish that goal, then I don't have a problem with it. But um, yeah. No, I agree. I like it. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because you see that a lot, right? I mean, you see like a lot of guys do that. And a lot of guys and girls do that, and 
um, yeah, I think it's like I said, I think as long as they're diverse, it, it, it makes sense to me, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a good point. Especially, like, I think it's, I think it's even more, uh, uh, it makes more, even more sense, like, if they have a finisher that involves that body right, part. Right, right, right. So, um, and there's another match on night two that involves that, but we'll talk about that when it comes cool. up. But, uh, oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, and then, uh, originally, so... This match got switched like last minute. I mean, I think we knew about it in the last podcast, but yeah, the John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, and Jimmy Uso ladder match. That match was crazy, dude. That match was fantastic. Yeah, that was a great match. Um, I think I told you this, but my favorite dude, John Morrison, that guy is unbelievable. Yeah, he did some. I mean, Kofi too. Kofi did. Kofi did that. Uh, Kofi pulled off that Hurricane Rana from the t- from the ladder. He Dude. jumped and got him. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, fantastic match. My f- probably my favorite match of the first night. Um, I know. I, jo- yeah, favorite like yeah. match match. But did you see? Did you see when John Morrison did like that? It was like kind of like a Starship pain. Bro, it was like a corkscrew. Oh, that was God, nuts. Was he had zero clearance, and he still yeah. managed to do like like a three like a. Like a two eighty. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was. And he landed like, oh man, it was so great. It I was mean, so awesome. it just makes me like, um, think, man, if that was a, a tag team, like if you had that times two, is basically what the match would have been. But still, that that was a fantastic match. Interesting yeah. that they still. What was your thoughts on them still making it for the title? I mean, I I, I, lo- I loved it. I loved the way yeah. it finished. I couldn't. I. I think there's like a bunch of matches. Yeah, you know, there's matches sometimes where like I can't see why not. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. So, I like, agree. Um, I, I still, man, I my jaw was on the floor when he tight rope from tight rope from turnbuckle to turnbuckle, Dude. and then hit a Spanish fly. I was like, what? That was the hell unreal. He he's I like, man. I, I, it's cool. I was like, <laughs> John Morrison just put on for that match. That he was did, incredible. bro. And the finish Amazing. was the finish was great. What was your thoughts on the finish, dude? I love the way it ended. Um, I did too. I thought it was I thought it was really funny. Yeah. I mean, the, I, as soon as they got up to the top rope, and or as soon as they got up to the top of the ladder, and all three of them grabbed it, I, and then I saw Morrison, I was like, he's gonna pull the belts off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know, it was like kind of choreographed, like you kind of already knew what was gonna happen, but. Because if you looked at it, you're like, there's no way Jimmy Uso's getting on. There's no way Kofi's getting on. Right. No, that was like the match, probably of all of them, uh, other than maybe like one or two more, that you knew Morrison was going to win. And of course, that's one of the three matches they didn't let you bet on, which I thought was funny, but. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good match. And then, yeah, I I, I was kind of confused at first, too. So I was like, wait, so who wins? And then. They're like, well, Morrison's got the titles. So yeah. Like, oh, I guess Morrison wins. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, I think either way that that match worked. Either way, it was kind of obviously like you look at it and you're like, well, there's no tag teams out there, so how can these be for the tag team titles? But yeah, that match was fine. I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah. But yeah, um, and then <laughs> this is probably not my. Not my favorite part of the night, but it was close. It was pretty close. It was, uh, 
Mo- Mojo winning the uh, winning the the twenty four seven title. That was great. That and was... again, it goes back. It goes back to like, it goes back to the 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 um the essence of the twenty four seven title for me. It's yeah, like, that's what it's supposed. That's what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be Riddick Moss squashing people. No, it's supposed to be your comic relief in between matches yeah. with some guys who have big personalities, which I love. Yeah, yeah, and. And and you know what's great is, um, obviously we love, I I love when our truth is involved in that situation because he's funny. He's so funny. Right. Like he came out and he was like thinking he was safe and he had a place to hide and he was trying to find a place to hide. And then Mojo and Gronk were like, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I like that they're putting Gronk in that situation too, because I think by nature Gronk is a little bit goofy. Right. And he's funny, and people laugh at him. So I think having him and our truth in Mojo in that whole mix adds a seriousness of the twenty four seven title. You know, they're 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 legitimately vying for the title. Yeah, but it's it's in such a funny way though, and it's like it's like I love that. Yeah, oh yeah, I thought they executed well on that. I, I enjoyed that. They're they're gonna be able to come up with a lot of creative ways. For those guys to go back and forth taking that title off of each other, yeah, I think. Yeah. At least I hope. I hope they do. Yeah, I think so. No, I definitely think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great. And then, um, so this was probably this was probably my favorite match of the night. Oh, by um, far. What am I? Of course. Because I'm a big, I am a big Kevin Owens guy. He's my I guy. Love, Kevin Owens. love him. I I wore my Kevin Owens shirt. Night one. Hell yeah. I wore my Just Keep Fighting shirt night one, and then I wore my Heavy Machinery shirt night two. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, the Kevin Owens-Seth Rollins match was great. I think Seth Rollins is another guy that is getting legitimate heat, you know? He's like... Yes. Um, yeah, so he's he's become a good heel, because like I said, I feel like he's getting legit heat, and... um. It's, that was yeah, that was such an awesome match. So amazing. I think it's interesting because Seth always says how he doesn't like being a heel. He does his best work as a heel. It's not even oh, close, bro. Hundred percent. No one gets heat like him, and no one. I mean, he, he and no one puts up uh, really good rivalries like him when he goes against a face. Um, but yeah, bro, bro, KO is he's the guy right now. Push that dude. He's the fucking guy. He's a fat guy in a t-shirt, man. That's why I love him. He's, he's, everybody can relate to Kevin Owens, dude. Yeah. He's the best on the mic in pro wrestling aside of, I should have just said in WWE. He's the best in WWE on the mic, period. And he can do all the moves. He, it's charismatic. Bro, I just love KO, man. He's so good. Yeah, he's the man. And I was watching, I I said fat guy in a t-shirt because I was watching, um, I can't remember what I was watching. Oh, it was this show on Vice called The Wrestlers. And it's just a, a show about, you know, just about different wrestling around the world. And uh, there was one episode with MVP. You remember MVP? Oh, yeah. Oh, we saw, yeah, we saw Edge, you know, freaking paralyzed on that <laughs> Raw that night. Um, MV, it, well, one episode was about MVP and his career and, like, what he's doing now. And... He got so you know he was at a gym or something talking to some wrestling some up and coming wrestlers that were training, and uh, he was he was stressing the importance of being charismatic and being good on the being good on the mic and not being boring. Yeah. 
And um, he was saying, he was talking about Kevin Owens. He was like, look, Kevin Owens, fat guy in a t-shirt. Can talk on the mic like his life depends on it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, that's why I just thought it was funny. He's a fat guy in a t-shirt. Fat guy t-shirt. Yeah, man. He's, uh, he's the real deal. I mean, dude, when he was scaling to the top, I mean, that was nuts, dude. That elbow drop from hell. That yeah. was insane. Oh, my God. Dude, I yelled. I screamed when that happened. I was like, whoa! I was like, no way! Man. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. Dude, and, this... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but no, this, has been a, this has been a great match, by the way. Tessa Blanchard and Eddie Edwards versus the North. Really? Been an awesome match so far, yeah. Tessa Blanchard is tough as fuck, man. Um, but yeah, that that was an incredible match. Yeah, the Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins match was my favorite match, just because I think, I think, I think Kevin Owens put on the best performance of the night, and I was pissed when I thought it was about to end in a disqualification. Know, right. Um, just because I was like, like this isn't the time, this isn't the time to continue the rivalry. Like I think it's been a good rivalry so far, yes. and I just think that it needs to culminate here and now. Yeah. Um, and that's why at first I thought that's how the match was legit gonna end when he hit him with the bell. Right. Cause then and I was like, yeah, I was like, fuck this, come on. But um, yeah. So then they they continued. Yeah. Yeah, that was that, that was wild. That was uh, yeah, nice. unpredictable. And that and that that's what I was thinking. Like I remember right after that DQ happened in my head, or I, I remember I was actually watching it with a friend, um, and. I said to him, I was like, oh, I really like KO winning this match. I think that there's a lot more pros of him winning than Seth. Like, Seth is, like, KO has been screwed over every WrestleMania. Um, he's doing for a big moment. And I was like, man, like, I can see how they don't want to devalue Seth with the loss because WrestleMania is his thing. But I was like, man, KO needs this win. And, and they just, uh, they delivered, bro. It was a good match. For sure. Yeah. I was happy. I'm, like I said, I'm a big KO guy. And so I was, I was happy that they, that he won the guy. Yeah. That was like, that was like a hell of a WrestleMania moment for sure. It right was, there. man. He's, he's by far my favorite on the main roster. I mean, he's, he's primed. I, I wish they'd push him for the title, man. Yeah. Well, what did he have the Universal? T- did he have the Universal title or did he have the, the WWE Championship? He, he had, had it, right? Uh, he did. I don't remember which yeah. one, but I'm pretty sure it was the. I think it was the WWE. I think it was the. Um, I think it was the universal title because I remember it was the red one when they had the red and the black one. Right. I, I think then, he. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Great match. Really, really good match. Yeah, um, man. I'm excited to see what they do with both Seth and Kevin. Um. Yeah. So it'll be cool, man. But great match. Really great match. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Okay. So Braun Strowman, let's just fucking say it. So we don't have to talk about it. So Braun Strowman defeats Goldberg to become Universal Champion. I was just, I was just really pissed that again they went from have like some of the most creative writing that they've ever done to like the least creative writing you've ever seen in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. That's... So. It was like spear, spear, spear. Uh, go for the jackhammer. Fuck the jackhammer up. Slam, slam, slam. That's it. <laughs> I mean, bro. Here's the thing. What? Did you expect anything different? No. I know you. I know me and you yeah, both. Absolutely right. 
I mean, like, I know me and you both hoped and thought, like, there's no way in their right mind that they can do the same exact thing. Bro, I remember watching this shit, and I was like to my buddy who knows nothing about wrestling, really, except from watching a couple of shows with me. I was like, watch, bro. I was like, he's going to spear him the first move. He speared him, and I was, and then once he got in the corner, I was like, two more spears, he goes for the pin. And then he does, and I was literally like, he doesn't get it, he's going to go for the jackhammer. Like, dude. That was so bad, bro. It was so bad. I'm not over it. I'm uh, if I ever see Goldberg in a WWE ring again, dude, I'm never ever watching that shit ever again. I'm fucking I, I'm dude, I'm so I mean like bro, we just saw that match. Yeah. Dog. And now you're making fucking. I think that's. Go ahead. I, I, yeah, I, mean, I think that's all that needs to be said about it. Um, yeah. Just so you know, the North, the North just beat Tesla Blanchard uh, and Eddie Edwards for two retain, two retained titles. That was a fucking match, though. That was a great match. Damn, I was Tessa Blanchard kind of like just t- like t- turned her back on Eddie Edwards. He was like, she was kind of like getting a little bit of momentum, and then Eddie Edwards, then the, like Eddie Edwards was looking for the tag, and she didn't tag him in, and then the north uh hit their finisher on <laughs> um the last thing i'll say because i don't want to waste my breath on these uh but the last thing i'll say is it makes it makes the fiend look like a fucking joke bro because like i mean braun yeah. br- braun kicked out of the same shit that beat the fiend and like now is braun like bigger and better than the fiend because he could beat gold like it's just stupid man it's just stupid. Um, yeah. I if they ever try to make another spear versus spear match and try to put the title back on Goldberg or or Roman or you know whatever, but that's all I gotta say. I mean, yeah. I think we can agree that that was the worst match of the first night. Yeah, it was really bad, which is a shame because it, it was for the title. It is a shame. I don't. Man. I think that match was doomed. That match was doomed from the start, though. Like, how are you? How are you gonna make that a good match? It's you know? true. It's true. I mean, like that's what I'm saying. Like, did you expect anything less? Not really, but um, yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, that was dog shit. Um, <laughs> and then all right. So the final of the final event of the evening is the uh, boneyard match. Boneyard. I'll. I, I I thought it was interesting. Uh, something that I learned this week too was that um, the dialogue was not scripted. I heard that. That was cool. That yeah. was cool. Which is cool. Yeah. So the dialogue for that match was not scripted, which is pretty pretty impressive. See, based on how long they went and yeah. like how much they were talking. Yeah, and like yeah, looking back so on it, good. it did. Looking back on their dialogue, it did seem very raw. Like it didn't seem like like scripted. You know what I mean? And I can see it. Yeah. Um. It so. did, yeah, it didn't seem like somebody wrote it. It just seemed like it was natural. Right. My my favorite part was when Undertaker was like, "What's my wife's name?" <laughs> yeah, man. What? what? You know what? I'm and, too old. I'm too old. How old am I? <laughs> yeah, and we started texting uh, during the middle of it. Um, and, and, and I, well, yeah. actually, I guess maybe it was at the end and I was like, well, I, I said, what did you think of the Undertaker AJ Styles movie? And I think, and I think that's what it was. Like, I just think you have to accept the fact that like, it was like a cinematic 
movie. Like appreciate it as not wrestling, but like appreciate that as like the the cinema that was like sports entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I will not lie to you. The uh, Harley Davidson biker Undertaker is not my favorite, but yeah, but I feel like. Yeah, it's fine. It's I mean, fine. The, it didn't take it didn't really take away from the match so, or the you know the event, so that was fine. I just think like the look of Undertaker when he came out and just looked like bro. Remember he looked like shit when he came out, and we were just like, oh, bro, we don't want to see him wrestle. Like, to, in my opinion, like the ma- the Boneyard match, like in him being like the American Gangster or whatever the you know the biker look or whatever um to me that did him so much more justice than if you were to come out in the undertaker gimmick like i i I think that match was gold because he had that gimmick but i agree that like i know and especially i know that you love that on the you know that undertaker like the boom undertaker so i yeah i I feel you on yeah you're yeah you like the dead man but no i i don't know it's fine I, i it's what, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dwell on it and be like, man, I can't believe it. Right, but, right. No, that's know, fair point though. I mean, start, start just bike rally undertaker's not my favorite. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair, man. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's night one. Uh, overall, I give night one a C. I give it a C. I agree. C. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, C. C works for me. Um, and then, yes. Um, so, night two, we talked about this. Uh, talked about this earlier. Um, Liv Morgan defeated Natalia, um, which, yeah, just uh, unfortunately, Natalia's become a bit of a jobber, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Liv Morgan, I mean, she's really good. I liked her. I like her in the ring, and um, like we said, she got a big win at WrestleMania. That was the pre-show, and then she lost to Oscar last night, which again still brings her stock. I think it's still right. Her stock still rises. I agree. So. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. No. Um, so then, uh, let's talk about this one, and I know you're. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna break out the tissues for you, Tom. Yeah, we are. This is th- there's a lot to talk about and unpack with this match, especially yeah. given what we texted about earlier. Yeah, because I yeah, think that plays yeah. in. But let's go ahead, lay it out, and we'll. Uh, I'll yeah, cry. So, you talk. So, so for anybody that didn't know, that doesn't know, Rhea Ripley, uh, Charlotte Flair defeated Rhea Ripley to become the NXT Women's Champion. Um, dude, first of all. Charlotte's robe was excellent. Electric. Um, and then Rhea Ripley's gear was also awesome. Dude, that was the uh, that was probably my favorite gear I've ever seen a girl wear. Yeah, I liked it because it was uh, it, it kind of looked like uh for anybody that ever watched Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yes, it kind of reminded me of Vegeta. Yo, that's so funny that I knew what you were going to say. That's great. With the, with the blue and white, with the white boots. So. That's true, man. But, um, and then there was a little bit of that limb targeting, like you said, in yeah. that match as well. Yeah, she man. was targeting Rhea Ripley's knee. Um, <clears throat> I think, again, like we said, though, I think if you have a finisher 
which Charlotte Flair does with the figure four, and then she turns into the figure eight, I guess she calls it. <clears throat> if you have a finisher that targets the knee, I think that tells a story. It's a great point. So, um, which it does, so. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah. Uh, so again, for those of you that don't know, we found out today that the reason we were, we were, I think everybody is wondering why they took the title off of Rhea Ripley and gave yeah. it to Charlotte Flair in particular. Um, I think you need, I think Charlotte Flair needs to stay relevant, but they have two storylines going on with the other women's titles. Right. Um, I think Charlotte Flair is too big of a star not to stay relevant, but apparently, um, Rhea Ripley is having some, uh, work visa issues. So, um, that, that could that could potentially contribute to the reason why they took the title off of her. Yeah. Um, so she had to fly back to Australia yesterday and, and sort that out. And they don't know, because of the global pandemic, they don't know how long it's going to be for that process. Because she had to go back to Australia to, to, to start to renew her, um, her visa. And they don't know how long the process is going to take. So she is not going to, she was not involved in any tapings uh, for NXT. Yeah, bro. I think that, um, I really, really think that the initial plan was to keep the title on Rhea Ripley and put her and put NXT over on the main roster slash Charlotte Flair. I really think that was in the main plans. I think that when you texted me that earlier, I was like, that's why. I, I think I just don't think there's any other way you take the title off of her unless you find that out you know I, I think that's the reason I think that uh, knowing that her plans and are uncertain I just think that, that that's what it came down to I could be wrong but it, it just makes too much sense to to it doesn't make any sense to take the title off of her um, especially to, like you said to put it on Charlotte I, I think that has to have something to do with it yeah and and um Especially because Rhea Ripley is a star. She is really good. Yeah. Um, in ring and like as an in ring technician, she is awesome. I think she she hit a missile drop kick from the top rope, and I was like, that was clean as fuck. Yeah, I was like, dude. that was that was really good. And she's a, yeah, she's a good wrestler, man. She's really good, and she's a star. And I I think that they're bummed that that happened because they would yeah. love to continue with her and I think they will I think they'll right. be I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this stays uh, I hope that this continues as a rivalry but yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I I believe that she'll get it back at some point but I hope so if not maybe happens. maybe a main roster push but who knows yeah yeah um, we'll see um yeah so and then the match we talked about earlier we won't spend too much time on this one just because it was it was kind of pointless, but Alistair Black defeated Bobby Lashley. Um, got it. And then, um, yeah, so Alistair Black defeated Bobby Lashley. It was kind of funny because you can start to see the threads of Bobby Lashley and Lana unraveling. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw that mad, that whole match, but <clears throat> pretty much the reason why Bobby Lashley lost the match was Lana because... He picked her up. He picked Alistair Black up and was about to do something. 
and then Lana was screaming, "No, spear, spear!" And so he put and he, so he put Alistair Black down, and then when he put Alistair Black down and went for the spear, that's when he caught him with the black mask. Right? Yeah, that um, <laughs> that is uh. Like you said, the wheels are falling off that. Um, yeah. I, I was, bro, I was asleep during that match. That match yeah. didn't do it for me. Well, because on, so on Raw, and we'll, we'll, this is on Raw last night, they were interviewing Bobby Lashley, and it was just Bobby Lashley, and then he, she was saying, the person who was interviewing him was like, how are you going to recover from this loss, Lola? And he, <clears throat> Bobby Lashley said, uh, he said, I think I need a new manager. And then he stopped, paused, and he was like, and a new wife. And then and then Lana came walking up, and she was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, nothing. And then, like, walked away. So, well, I think they're going to... Yeah, that's an interesting thing, though, because I think that Lashley does need someone to be with him. Um, yeah. Like, I, I think he's not great on the mic, I guess. Um, at least we haven't seen it, and I, I don't think he is. I mean... He's a pretty bland dude. So, like, you know, they had Leo Rush with him, and he was big then. And now you have yeah. Lana with him. I think uh, you put somebody like a Leo Rush, like a um, yeah. a guy, like a Paul Heyman type advocate, yeah. that uh, you put him with Lashley. I think Lashley does well. I hate the fact that Lashley's losing matches. I fucking hate it. I, I dude, that that whole situation, the whole cuck situation with Rusev, man. That's like, I'm like, this is so weird. Like, yeah, they need to do something big. To redeem the Bobby Lashley situation, because that that situation with Rusev and Lana was just weird. Yeah. So by the way, yeah, go ahead. So much, I think he has so much potential. I think they could do a lot with him, but they just put they chose to put him in like the weirdest situation. Yeah, like, and and even I mean, I just think situations in general, because like that was such a weird situation, like to everybody. Um, and then you put him in you put him in that situation where he has to put over Ricochet to then get squashed to Brock. That's not a good look. And then you have him, you know. And granted, their story like them being able to push Bobby uh, and Alistair storyline got um, kind of halted. But yeah. and then you have him lose to like your big star and Alistair Black. Like I don't like it. Maybe maybe they just see that Apollo Cruz is a younger Bobby Lashley and they're just throwing him in there and saying fuck yeah, you. Was, yeah, it's kind of funny. I was like, well. They- Basically, does Alistair Black even know the difference between the two guys he's wrestling? Nah. Because it was the same look, same same guy. Same like, guy. He just grew out a beard. Same guy, though. Yeah, same guy. I was like, this is this is kind of weird. But, yeah. But I was, dude, man, I was pumped to see Apollo Crews back because I love Apollo That's your boy, bro. You love his, I know you, I know because, uh, yeah, the first time we ever met you, we would be talking about Apollo Crews. Yeah. yeah. His intro song is like Yeah. Cruise Control. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, and then my my WrestleMania. Yeah, was, baby. My favorite was uh, Otis defeating Dolph Ziggler. And Otis gets his girl. Um, yeah, it was a fun, it, it was like a, it was like the match I was looking forward to the most just to see what happened. Yeah, yeah. Were you uh, were you surprised? Like, did you think that was gonna happen? Like, man, he was gonna come in and because I'll be honest with you, I thought exactly what happened was gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I thought I thought after what they showed on uh, SmackDown the night before with uh, you know Otis and Mandy Rose kind of finding out what happened with Sonya Deville and Dolph Ziggler, um, I think 
I knew I knew something like that was coming. I wasn't sure exactly how it was gonna happen. Yeah. I didn't real I didn't realize Sony Deville was gonna come out with Dolph Ziggler. I know that's interesting. You think that that, that keeps going? Mm. I think for this situation, it keeps going. But um, it, I don't think I don't. <clears throat> I think this situation is over with. So yeah, but yeah, your guy your guy Otis man getting the girl. Yeah, I wore my heavy machinery shirt, man. Was, yeah, there. So, um, and then, so that was, that was great. That was excellent. My favorite part was when they were walking out and he was carrying her and he was going, she's so pretty. She's so pretty. <laughs> that was so funny. That was great. Um, I have the picture of Otis and Mandy Rose with their arms raised as the background on my phone. I love that, bro. I even <laughs> texted you. I even yeah. texted you. I was like, um, I was like, is that going to be your new background? But hey, let, real quick, while we're talking about Otis, do you think do you think that the, uh, this is Otis's time? Do you think he's gonna get pushed as a singles guy, and do you think that he can be a legit singles wrestler? I'm curious. No, I, I don't. I like I said, I love Otis. Like he's he's like one of my favorites. I just I just love that guy. But um. <clears throat> I think I think the only reason he was getting I, th- I think he had I think he could but I think he's got a good a great situation with heavy machinery with Tucker right. so I don't under, I don't know any reason why they would break that up yeah you know? yeah no I'm just cu- I was just curious your thoughts um no I I, <coughs> I like uh, I, I like that tag team I don't want to see that tag team get broken up right and, and Otis's thing is I mean, he, he, him and Tucker are synonymous with each other, so I think he got a bit of a push with this whole situation with Ziggler and Mandy Rose, but this was like a, I don't think you go and, I don't think you go and put Otis, I don't think you go and feud him with somebody else or like, right. you know, I think this was an isolated situation, and I don't really know what's next for Heavy Machinery, but... I think, I mean, I think that I, I would hate to see heavy machinery broken up. Yeah, sure. I, I was just curious, man, because I, I do know that they just rolled with this Otis thing because he got a huge, like, people love him. He's yeah. very over. So that's why I was just curious. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, um, yeah. I know that he's beloved by a lot of people. Um, and I, I just, I was just curious your thoughts. I don't really have an opinion on it. I was just kind of, you know, that's your guy. So. Yeah. No, no, I, like I said, I love Otis, and, I mean, I wouldn't complain about that, but I think I think the way for them to sit, them to stay over would be for them to, like I said, be a, be a tag team. I'd like to see them, <clears throat> I'd like to see their their tag team, I'd like to see Heavy Machinery feud with another tag team. Yeah, yeah, man, that, that's, like, the only reason I'm kind of like, oh, I wish they'd push him singles, is just because, like, they haven't done shit with the tag teams in a while. I mean, like they're kind of getting their their gel, but they're kind of not at all. I mean, it's like, you know, the the tag team division is so forgotten about in WWE that it it makes me mad. I live for I love tag teams, man. Um, so well, I mean, where do they where do they go after this with Miz and Morrison? Like, you know what I mean? So it, and they've that, beaten that's... everybody. That's a viable option is for Heavy Machinery to feud with Miz and Morrison. I think that's the move because uh, aside of them, they've beaten everybody. And you kind of got two opposite ends of the spectrum with the Heavy Machinery and Miz and Morrison are polar opposites. I, I do like that move, you know, maybe making them. But you got you to gotta bring it. Like, bring that shit. Don't just put them in there with each other 
and have like Miz and Morrison get a win and have Heavy Machinery get a win and have them challenge for the titles. Like, no, build that shit up because there's yeah. potential there for both them. Miz and Morrison are hot right now. Heavy Otis is hot right now. Um, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Don't fuck it up, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Um, and then, all right, so <clears throat> I told you earlier about a match that I was that bo- that I was really bored. Um, Edge and Randy Orton's last man standing match was so boring to me. I'm sorry, it was boring. That's fair. Um, I uh, I did something. I went and, and got food during that match or something. I, I know for a fa- I know for a fact I didn't watch the whole match. It was kind of like I was I was doing something. I think it was just the pace. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Was it the pace of it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they were very limited in what they could do because they could only do it in the performance center. That's true. And. and <laughs> I was more distracted with what I was more distracted with like what they were using to um, attack each other than I was like the storyline of the match. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was on our Twitter and I was just, I was tweeting like, um, I think one of the tweets I sent out was like, Oh, that's weird. They have a chain link fence on the ceiling of a conference. Room. <laughs> I was like, you know what I mean? So, right. So, I mean, like I said, it was like, at first, at first you're like, okay, let's see what happens here. And then it just got boring. Like, I don't know. I, I was bored by it. I didn't. I don't know. I, yeah, no, that, that, I that's mean, my opinion. I was just bored by it. I that, didn't enjoy it. Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, I liked it compared to a lot of the other matches, but I wasn't like... I wasn't in awe by it. I mean, I thought it was a. Uh, I just thought it was. It was okay. I mean, there was it had its moments. It was really good, and it had its moments. It was really slow. Where I was like, uh. The best part of that match was the story they built around it. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, I was glad that given the midst of all the uh, the Corona stuff that that affected storylines, I was glad that that storyline pretty much stayed intact for the most part. It w- it was a great storyline yeah. and glad edge got the dub it'll be interesting to see he's definitely not going to be a regular i can promise you that mm, he'll no, be a part-timer no, but uh it'll be interesting to see what his next move is but yeah i think we, i don't think we see him for a while i think you're right i think so. yeah um <clears throat> and then we mentioned last we mentioned on the last podcast that there were just like a few kind of like plug and play matches. Mm. I think Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley were a plug and play match. Although you know Alistair Black needed you know he I think they're trying to push him so he needed the FaceTime yeah. for that match. But um, another match that just got shuffled around so many times. Uh, <laughs> Street Profits defeated uh, Angel Garza and Austin Theory to retain the Raw tag titles. I don't even remember that match to be honest with you. I mean, I watched, I sat here and watched it, but I was just, yeah. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell you personally that I didn't watch that match. Um, So Bianca Belair came out. Selena Vega got involved, and then Bianca Belair came out. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Montez Ford, who is one half of the Street Profits, and Bianca Belair are married. So. she came out, and then as soon as she came out, I was like, okay, I see what's happening here. Yeah. They're obviously making a push. They're, they're bringing Bianca Belair up to the Raw 
main roster, and lo and behold, the next night she uh, she did. So she made her debut on Raw last night. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that match was good. I mean, it was cool to see Austin Theory because he's just such a talented wrestler. Um, but I mean, other than that, that match was just kind of one of those matches that they had to throw in there because, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that that match got a lot messed up, but um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then the next match was the Fatal Five Way between Bailey, hmm. Sasha Banks, Tamina, Naomi, and Lacey Evans. Yeah. I think it was. I don't know. I think it was weird that. I think it was weird that Bailey and Sasha Evans weren't the last two. Sa- uh, Sasha, um, was that was that weird to you? So, yeah, uh, I mean, Sasha Banks. Yeah, I'm sorry. no worries. Um, it was uh, that match to me. I can't give an opinion on that match until I see how it plays out. In my head, I want to yeah. be like, like, cause I think that a lot of people thought that that's when Shayna and Bailey would, you know, break and have a feud. I'm almost glad that they didn't yet, but I want to see where it goes because I think it was too obvious to make them break up then. I'm mad because I lost the last match. I lost the most money on. But anyway, um, <laughs> but I think yeah. that I think that's like a time will tell if that was a good a good match or not. I was def, bro. Yeah. I thought that that was gonna be like a one person pins one person and it's over because they were hyping it up. And yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, true. because bro, they hyped that match up that like the champion doesn't need to be pinned for her to lose her title. So that's why I was thinking that it was like a. Just a straight regular fatal five way. When the yeah. when Tamina got eliminated by everyone, I was like, "Well, I was confused. Were you not?" Yeah, a little bit. I, I well, and then I well, I picked it up before the match. I heard him say it's a an elimination uh, match, so I was like, yeah. "Oh, I was, you know." So I heard the announcer say it's an elimination right. match, so I was thinking to myself, "Okay, so it's an elimination match." But I was talking to a friend about this the other day, and I was saying they could have built – if they hadn't made that an elimination match, they could have – they still built it because um, Sasha Banks was eliminated, and there was kind of like a, some controversy there. Right. Bailey pushed Sasha Banks. Which, you know, she basically pushed Sasha Banks into the women's right by Lacey Evans, yeah. which, uh, there, which subsequently eliminated her, but – I was saying they could have made that so much better if it were just a were a straight fatal yeah. five way where the first one to get first one to pin somebody wins. Yeah. Um. Because what they could have, in my opinion, what they could have done was maybe Sasha is about to win. You know, like Sasha's got the bank statement in, like locked in, or like she's got a pin. She she just you know, hit her finisher and she's got the pin, and then Bailey runs in and breaks it up. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah, you know I, mean? I agree. I think they could have created such a little bit more intense heat between each other if they would have done it that way yeah. rather than do it the way they did it. But I mean, that's just my opinion. I no, I agree, bro. I think you're spot on. I just think time will tell. But I I think I would have played it the way you're saying. Like, um, I yeah. think there's more options from there, but. Look, we'll see, bro. This could blossom into some really cool storyline, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's more intent there. You know what I mean? Right. Like Bailey has to physically break up a pin or a or a submission 
that was going to get Sasha Banks the win. Right, you know what I mean? right. As opposed to, like, oops, sorry, I didn't mean to push you out of the way. Honest mistake. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's I, that's what I, I tweeted that when that happened. I went, right. oh, honest mistake, Sasha. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I think they could have created a much more intense rivalry because Sasha would now see Bailey's intent. Like, right. And, or vice versa. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, all I ask is that you don't put... um. Uh, Lacey Evans in another title match against Bailey because I don't want to fucking see that shit ever again because they've <laughs> they've fought for the title like fifty five times and I'm sick of yeah. it. Like obviously yeah. it's not Lacey's time. We get it. Just let yeah. it let it rest. Yeah, yeah. This this uh, this rivalry with Bailey and Sasha is about to pick up. It's about to get grimy. I'm so excited for it. I'm excited. Yep. So yeah. Um. And then the one that we've all been talking about, the Firefly Funhouse match with Bray Wyatt and John Cena. Yes. My only problem with the Firefly Funhouse match and my only problem with this whole situation is, like, what are they going to do with The Fiend now? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's... I think when we were texting about it, we had very opposite opinions. And I think that came from me just, like, like, looking at the result of the match differently. Like, I think I was more upset that, like... It didn't seem like The Fiend really got his revenge, so to speak, that like he was really like searching for. I could be wrong. That's just the way I interpret it. But I also like, yeah. I d- also didn't understand where you, like you said, where you go from here with The Fiend. And I also, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought there was going to be like a, uh, like a new Wyatt family almost. Like I, I just I think my expectations were were just not where it was. Not to say that it wasn't like gold from a creative standpoint, because I do think it was. I just don't think like I just think my expectations weren't met. And from a uh, yeah, does that make sense? I mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But that that's the that's I think what it came down to. The reason I was upset with the way that went down. But I'm curious your thoughts. I mean, there is obviously like. So much creative things to dive into, yeah. but go ahead. I want to take it away. Just tell me what you thought. Yeah, no, I see that. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I think that, I think that he did get hit that revenge because he he brought like he put John Cena like through the ringer. Right. Yeah, um, that's a good point, and that's why I was like hesitant if that's what I would meant or not, but. Yeah. Well, because he he brought John Cena into the beginning of his career when he came out and confronted Kurt Angle with the ruthless aggression thing. Right. And that was at a point in John Cena's career when he was about to get cut. Um. So that. So like I said, it just really like tore through John Cena's emotions and like brought like I said, put him through the ringer of his a career good point. and like all the disappointments and upset and like things in his career. And how like uh, I re- I can't remember what I was reading an article earlier, but they were saying like how it brought John Cena to a point where um, his career could have been elevated so much more if he would have taken some risks. Right. So like um, he was about to get cut, and then I don't know if you I don't know if you caught this, but I caught it the second time I watched it. Um, that part in the ring when John Cena is going ruthless aggression, yeah. and he's like swinging and missing. There was one part where Bray Wyatt goes, "You can look, but you can't touch." And I don't know if you caught that, but "You can look, but you can't touch" is the fir- is the first line of the Bella Twins of Nikki Bella's 
entrance music. Oh, damn. Which is funny because John Cena famously had a rocky relationship with Nikki Bella. So right. I thought that was funny that he allowed them to do that because, I mean, I know that was like a legit personal thing. So I was like, man, that's that's pretty that's pretty intense that they let him do that. It's pretty, it's <laughs> pretty intense. Do. It's pretty intense that they let him do a lot of what they did. And I heard a lot of this stuff was Bray was the yeah. fiend's creative um yeah control so but yeah keep yeah. going along I, I, I want you to kind of break it down and, and yeah. i want to understand where where, where your thoughts yeah. were yeah so the ruthless aggression part i'm gonna try and do my best to remember all parts of the of the um the segment but so the ruthless aggression part was the part where john cena in the beginning of his career when he was kind of just searching for who he wanted to be in in as a, as an entertainer and as a as a wrestler and he was at a point where he almost got cut from the wwe and then um i think the next segment was the um johnny large meat <laughs> portion which was hilarious um and that was um a part a par, uh, an area of john cena's career when he was just getting pushed because he had he was big he had big muscles mm-hmm. and they wanted him they want he had a he had a uh, persona that they wanted but he wasn't necessarily um the the wrestler that they wanted him to be yet so that was another part of his career that was kind of tumultuous because he was just getting a push because he was a big he had big muscles and because if you saw in the video he's like just lifting those dumbbells he's yeah. like going until he can't go anymore and he's just like you know what I mean um which was, like I said, a, a symbolic thing for his career at the time. And then the next one was a montage of – that was wild. That was really crazy was seeing them put the WCW – That was freaking crazy. There's so much that wild. they did that I was so surprised. Like, I almost, yeah. like, didn't know what I was watching, bro. It felt like a yeah. dream. Yeah. Um. And then, so the WCW thing, when he came out as the end, and he was wearing an NWO shirt, that was a nod to when Hulk Hogan joined the NWO. And because Hulk Hogan was like this, and so Hulk Hogan was like this eat your Wheaties, take your vitamins, you know, like all American good guy, which is basically what John Cena was. You know, he was just a, a 2000s version of Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know? Um, same same message, you know, hustle, loyalty, respect, you know, all that stuff. And uh, that that whole thing was, um, they they briefly talked about John Cena turning heel, and that was the same thing that happened with Hulk Hogan when Hulk Hogan went to WCW and came and made his date. And um, well, I'm actually. He didn't make his debut in WCW as a heel, but um, when the NWO started, Hulk Hogan was the leader of that faction, and he turned, like, major heel, mm. like, like big-time heel. And so that was, like, a nod to that part of John Cena's career where, again, he could have taken a risk and become a heel, but he didn't want to. Right. So they allowed him to continue. Um, so that was, that was just kind of that. That was that situation. Um, and then I'm trying to think of what else happened from there. And then he did the, uh, he did like the whole rapper thing. Oh, right. Yeah. And then, 
Um, I'm still trying to unpack that part a little bit. I know that yeah. was that was a part of his career that was, I mean, still pretty successful. I'm not sure where the symbolism of that was, but um, yeah. And then they sh- they flash back to that was I loved that. That was one of my favorite scenes was when Bray when um, they flash back to Bray Wyatt as Bray Wyatt with the hat. Yes. And he's sitting on the rocking chair. Yeah. That was one of my favorite scenes because that was a that was a that was a cool cinematic shot. B that was creepy. It was really creepy. Yeah. Like, I I miss the um. I miss uh, one of the things I miss about the old Bray Wyatt was just how creepy he like he was very um he was very like hypnotizing when he talked right you know what i mean like he he's just a good talker like we said kevin owens is really good on the mic earlier but bray wyatt is so good too i mean he just the way he formulates what he's trying to say yeah. is, is amazing and there was i think there was one part that got, like, gave me chills and he was like abigail spoke of this day I was like, Ooh. well, dude, that's what. So that's what I was thinking that was gonna happen. Is like I was expecting someone to come be Sister Abigail, yeah. and and start a new faction with Sister Abigail. And I thought yeah. that I thought that like Bo Dallas, his brother, yeah. was gonna be thrust into like someone else. Yeah, I don't know, but but yeah. yeah I, but I just like the fiend so damn much that I don't want to see that go away. You that's know fair. I, mean? I want to see them build something great with. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, it'd be interesting because Braun Strowman debuted as a member of the Wyatt family. Yeah. So that'd be interesting if that kind of they did like another kind of thing like that with Braun Strowman. But we'll see. That was. But I loved it. I thought the Firefly Funhouse thing was amazing. It's cool. He like kind of like I said. I think he got his revenge because he like kind of drudged John Cena through the mud that's like, fair. all the shit in his career you know what I mean no that's totally fair uh, I was co- it's cool to see your perspective on it I, I get it now you know I just yeah. I think it just literally came down to like me looking at what's next and then me also just my expectations being different than what they were yeah. you know what I mean yeah. so yeah um, yeah it was cool I, lo- I loved it yeah I loved it I loved it I loved it and that was funny because the people on Instagram were like, or people on Twitter were like, what the fuck is happening right now? And I was just sitting here like, I don't care what's happening. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah. And then I was just pissed. I, I, I like, I love the Firefly Funhouse, obviously. And then I, I told you, I was like, they went again, they went from some of the most creative writing they've ever done to another. Just the two title matches were identical. They were the same, dude. It drives me freaking crazy, bro. Yeah, they were identical. I, I couldn't. When you when it started, you're like, okay, okay, I can see what's about to happen. Yeah, the writing was on the wall like, after that first uh, that first F five. Yeah, you're just like not again, <laughs> dude. I mean. Yeah, it, like, and I texted you this, but here's the reason I hate that shit. I hate. Goldberg coming out and doing three spears because then it's like the spear's nothing. The spear's a clothesline. And I hate I hate three F5s because then no one kicks out of the F5. 
period. No one kicks out of the Claymore, period. That's what makes those finishers so special. And the yeah. fact that you devalue them by kicking out of three. you Bro, he kicked out of F5. No one kicks out of F5, first of all. He kicked out of an F5 at one. That's basically like a freaking clothesline. Big Show the other day, he kicked out a Big Show shit the other day of like a punch at one, like a like a clothesline at one. You know, it's it's ridiculous. I hate when they do that. I hate when you can't devalue people's finishers, especially no one's ever kicked out of Claymore. And I don't, maybe like one or two people have kicked out of F five, but like you can't do that shit, man. Well, and it's like here's my here's my thing. Like, okay. Um, you're, you're, they're trying to paint this picture that oh, Drew Drew McIntyre is so tough. He's like so tough. He kicked out of the F five at one. Right. So how about this? Just have a really fucking gritty tough match. Yeah. Just... And have him kick out when he's exhausted, and then you know, and then and then have him kick out of one F five. Not like right. Like at oh. the end of the match when he's already when they've already had like a crazy physical match and then have him win with a claymore like i i don't get that like i don't get like three f5s in a row oh he kicks out of all of them then there's one small turn of the tide five claymores in a row and then he wins i i don't understand the philosophy behind that kind of match especially that kind of match for the title bro you're spot on it proves nothing it like you said it does nothing for drew mcintyre's toughness fuck like dude it all it shows is that like and all it shows is that a F5 is the same as a fucking clothesline. Like, it doesn't show that McIntyre is tough. Like, exactly what you said would have been best case scenario. A grueling match, and he's beaten to shit, and an F5 hits, and he kicks out. Then then I'm like, shit, McIntyre is legit. Now, anytime I see an F5, I'm going to be like, bro, he might as well have clotheslined him. It's bullshit. Now, every time I see a Claymore, I'm going to be like, oh, it's just like a same as a freaking front kick. Like, it... It's just like you can't do that. That like, it it drives me crazy, man. It's like, yeah. It seems like common sense, man. Yeah. 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 That's, that was WrestleMania. Um, let's Boom. stop talking about this before we both. Burst <laughs> I know, man. I get so hot about this shit. I, I I don't know why. I don't get hot about a lot, but this stuff bothers. Some of that stuff bothers me, but. Yeah. Listen, man, we invest a lot in this shit. Like, we spend our time doing a podcast, we spend our nights watching it, and we want, like, value out of it. And when when they when they feed us that crap, it's, like, upsetting. So, it's fair. I mean, we definitely have a reason to be upset about it. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> for, for what it's worth, and we're going to, like, for me, to rank WrestleMania, for you have to consider all things, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I gave up to me like a B minus. Sorry, it's cutting out a little bit. Um, I heard the B minus. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, we're good. All right. So, what are you saying after the B minus? Yeah, no, I just give it a B minus. I give it a B minus just because I don't, I mean, it was no stretch of the imagination in A because I think, like you said, the two biggest matches were yeah. dog shit like you know so i think that brings the score way down right but i mean i think they they did a good solid they did a good job building some storylines they did they did a good job uh you know putting an exclamation point on some storylines yeah um so i think know, b minus b minus is totally fair i think yeah yeah so 
all, but yeah, all things considered. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, if we're comparing it to last year's WrestleMania, it's a freaking F. But like, it, it's it's with all things yeah. considered. <laughs> it's with all things considered, and I, I think they did a lot right. I mean, it's a tough situation. And they did a lot right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was WrestleMania. What, no. what did you? What was your score? Yeah, B minus. B minus. B minus. Concurrence on the B minus. I concur, Doctor. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I know that Money in the Bank is like, I don't know if it's canceled, but or if they're gonna do it at the Performance Center. But I was also reading something that said WWE is gonna continue to, um, they're gonna continue to record um, events. Uh, I thought they were, I thought they were not allowed to, but I thought that too. I'll have to double check in. I'll have to double check it, but I, I thought I read something that said they were going to continue to record events. So, yeah, we'll um, see. I think, we'll, so correct me if I'm wrong, are they recorded up until this Friday? Is that when? I think next week. I think next week's Monday and Friday or what they have. Gotcha. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and then Raw, the follow-up. I don't even know if I want to talk about Raw last night. Nah, let's just, bro, let's skip it to be honest. Yeah. I mean, do you so want to just I'll give like a, a yeah, briefly. I don't think yeah. we need to talk about the matches so, necessarily. Just maybe like no. a thoughts. Yeah. Uh, so Oscar, so Oscar defeats Liv Morgan. The street. This was the big. This was by far the biggest noteworthy thing, with it uh, that happened last night on Raw. Uh, so the Street Profits rematched Angel Garza and Austin Theory, and um, uh, Zelina Vega interrupted. So she she caused the DQ, and then Bianca Belair came out and debuted. So Bianca Belair came and you know beat up Zelina Vega, and then the um, the match became a. Uh, six man, six person tag team with Street Profits versus and Street Profits and Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega, Angel Garza, and Austin Theory. Yeah. So there could be a bit of a cool storyline um, building there. Uh, I didn't know what they were gonna do with that, which I think it's cool that they kind of turned that into a little bit of a thing. So I think that could be awesome going forward. That whole like Street Profits and Bianca Belair I, and Zelina Vega. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I guess, um, I mean, was there anything up until the KO stuff? I, I kind of do want to get your thoughts on what you think's next for KO. Was there anything up in, from that, uh, that three, uh, that six man match or a six person match to the KO that you wanted to touch on? Or did you want to just get right into KO? No, we'll get right into KO. Oh, well, I mean, Alistair Black and Apollo Crews had a great match too. That it was, was a good match. Probably the best. That's probably the best part of that. And it was a it was a long match too. It was really long. Was, it was like a three commercial match, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was a good match. Yeah. Alistair Black, the Alistair Black defeated um, defeated Apollo Cruz. So, uh, which was good. It's good to see again. It was good to see Apollo Cruz back because that guy's that guy's that guy's awesome. He's he's good, man. He's got um, yeah. And then, uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander defeated. Oni Larkin and Danny Birch, who are uh, two NXT UK guys. Again, it was like a bunch of squash matches. It was weird. Nah, yeah. Seth Rollins defeated Denzel Baker May. Uh, and then, I, I 
guess the other big thing that happened was um, Nia Jax came back. Nia Jax returned. Yeah, I did want you to talk about that. You, you're a big Nia Jax fan. disagreeing with I think they need I think um, it was important for them to bring Nia Jax back and I think it was important for them to bring Nia Jax back and have her make a statement against somebody but yeah. it's weird that they did it against someone that they're trying to push in NXT but, yeah um, no I'm glad she's back I think she adds like another dynamic to the women's division I, I think she's with the Raw brand right if I'm, if I'm correct yeah I think so unless they change it but as of now um, yeah, so I don't know. Where, I don't really know where they're gonna go with her as of right now, just because I think, like we said earlier, the feud with Becky and Shayna continues. Um, so we'll see where they go with that. But um, I'm happy she's back. I like watching her perform, and I got a little, I got a little thing thing for her. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, so that was good. So that was that was raw. Um, Humberto. Carrillo uh, defeated Brandon Vink. Brandon Vink, who is another NXT guy. Um, and then the last thing for Raw last night, we'll just talk about it briefly again. Um, um, so the last thing for Raw was um, uh, so I guess they for, I guess they did this as the, it happened after WrestleMania went off the air last night. They like, kind of showed what happened after WrestleMania went off the air. Like, yeah. This wasn't, like, actually raw. This was, like... So, like, the big show just comes out of fucking nowhere <laughs> and brings a ref with him and challenges Drew McIntyre for the title. And then they have, like, a crazy match, like, a crazy... Like, Drew McIntyre's getting the shit beat kicked out of him by big show. And then he claimed more him, and then he... That's it. Yeah, so, that... That, that was, was... Yeah. It was just strange, It just man. made no sense. It made no sense. Yeah. Yeah, it just made no sense. But, um, yeah, so that's all I'll say about that. It was funny because yeah. I was sitting here with my dad, we were watching it, and Drew McIntyre said, like, oh, I got the, I went ahead and, like, got the plates changed. And I was like, okay, if you guys are going to tell us this was 20 minutes after he won, how did he get the plates changed that quick? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, that was like funny. Cause he, bro, yeah, he's like, I didn't even have time. <laughs> he's like, I didn't even have time to talk to anyone or call anyone, but I did have time to get the ch- plates changed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, would you have those plates waiting for you in the back or something like they do it with the, like when the Super Bowl, like when they make both with, sets? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wins yeah. the <laughs> So, but yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, so. That was Raw, I guess, what it says, Tuesday night. So we've got NXT tomorrow night. Which is... And AEW Dynamite. So let's talk about the NXT tomorrow real quick. Is it the same takeover that they were going to do the that Portland one? Like, I know it's not in Portland, but is it the same matches? Um, I'd have to look into it because I'm not sure. But I, is that... Are they doing the Tommaso it, Ciampa? It's... 
so all I know is that they advertised um, NXT Takeover, and I know that the women's the big women's six uh, six woman match is is tomorrow. So I don't know. We got to look into that. I might, I might, I'm I'm not gonna give them my viewing, but I'm more interested in in NXT tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. But um, but hey, yeah, I, I, yeah it's because the. Oh, you got it. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, the because uh, the I think I'll probably be tuning in to Dynamite tomorrow night, and probably um, probably recording NXT just because right. the eight man uh, tournament starts tomorrow night. True. For the I, TNT Championship in AEW. So yeah, I probably will too. So we'll see what um, happens with that. I did want to get your thoughts. Like, what do you think is next for KO? What, where would you like to see him next? Because I know he oh, had that sure. promo. I know he had that promo. Dude, I honestly, I would love to see them. I'd love to see him make a run for one of the titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how they're going to write that in, but I think his stock is hot right now, yeah. for sure. Especially after that match at WrestleMania. So, I don't know. I would love to see them write him into one of the one of the title pictures. I know he's got a history with Sami Zayn, so that'd be interesting. Maybe if they put him in true that that situation, but they but the Daniel Bryan thing is still going. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but I'd love to see them write write him into one of the title pictures. I mean, the U.S. title is still kind of stagnant because Andrade is doing whatever the hell he's doing. So yeah. Um, I, I, I think he does. I think his stock is like I said. I think his stock is hot, so it would be great to see him get pushed into a title picture somewhere. Yeah, I honestly think, and I want to go back to the McIntyre thing real quick. I think they made a mistake putting the title on Drew. I really do. I think that, like, part of what Drew had going for him was the momentum, right? The momentum of WrestleMania, riding like that, kind of high off that. Um, And what happens is with these no crowd things, all that's now dead. It's like, what does, like, Brock having the title right now makes so much more sense because McIntyre having the title all that steam is going to die down and all of a sudden he's just like that heel who's kind of trying to be face and it's kind of weird and what's going to happen from there it just makes a lot more sense to keep the title on Brock and I think if they did keep the title on Brock then KO would be primed to start to start like an awesome feud with Lesnar but I mean I know that's not a thing I'm just saying like I think there's a lot more options with Lesnar still being champion, um, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, I would, I would like to see Kevin Owens make a run for one of the titles. So that that's where I think I'd like to see him go. Yeah, but, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. So, yep. Um, and then so last week um, on AEW, well, the past the past week or so, AEW announced that they're going to be doing. Uh, an eight-man single elimination title for a new a mid a mid-card title um, that they're rolling out called the TNT Championship, and we'll just go through this briefly. Um, uh, cool. Um, gotcha. Um, so yeah, so the the um, the. Sorry, I'm like having a brain fart. The the tournament will be Cody versus Sean Spears, mm. Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes, um, Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara, and Lance Archer versus Cole Cabana. 
So, um, yeah, this is interesting. That should be really, that should be really, really interesting. I, I'm um, excited for that. I would, I know, I mean, Darby Allen's my boy. Uh, <laughs> I love Darby Allen. Um, so I'd like to see him do well, but I, I think it's going to be, hmm, let me pick, let's pick a final. Yeah, here. let's pick a final. Winner, let's so. do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> I got um, Cody. No, sorry. Let's go. Uh, no, let's see. Okay, let's go Cody and Colt Cabana. And I got Colt Cabana winning the TNT Tech Championship. Really? Wow. Uh, dude, I think Colt, I think I like Colt Cabana a lot. I think Colt Cabana is, is definitely someone who they could put a title on and have a good run with. Ah. I um I gotta look at uh I'm pulling up the bracket now I gotta look at both sides but um that's interesting I think that um I I agree with you bro I do I just I I'm gonna have to disagree only because I just can't see Lance Archer losing he just came in and he just you know obliterated Marco Stunt and I just can't picture him losing um but I also can't picture him with a title I don't think he's a title guy so um. On that note, I'm still going to say Lance Archer in the final um, against Cody. And then, uh, I don't know. I don't know who I think wins that. I think uh, I think Lance. I don't know, man. I like. I don't think Lance is going to win the title, but I also don't think he's going to lose. So that's why I'm just going to, by default, say Lance. I don't know, bro. It'll be interesting. I'm excited, man. But uh, I know we were... It's going to be fun. Yeah, I know we were talking. I personally, and, and we talked about like how it might not make as much sense but i thought it would be nice for them to have like a 16 man tournament um yeah and i know we talked about like maybe there wouldn't be enough talent i think there would be you put guys like janela in there um you know they got they got some guys on the road i mean i'm spacing now we talked about it but um throw like a jungle boy in there someone on scu but uh, yeah. but yeah, it'll be good. I just think that um, a little more like suspense and be like, oh, like these big matches, like a bracket, almost like a March Madness style bracket would have right. been would have been a little cooler. Yeah, yeah, I looked into it, and there's definitely enough talent. To yeah, do a sixteen man. It would just yeah. Do you think it would just depend on how many matches they could do in a night? True. Yeah, I think it, like for me, it just came down to like also you get to give those guys some exposure. Like the guys like Kip Sabian, Sabian who are gonna get some exposure from this, but throw some more guys in there. Um, but it'll be cool, man. It'll be it'll be fun. I'll I'll be texting you all night tomorrow watching it. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the other, another you know we had another great Kenny Omega match, so that continues to be a major storyline in AEW for sure. Yeah. Just, just the the popularity and the the rise of Kenny Omega. I, I'm kind of bummed. He, I mean. I know he's got the t- one of the tag titles, but I wish he would. I mean, I'd put the. That'd be cool to put a title on him, but again, I think, I think so he's too. Kinda, I think he's kind of like Cody in the situation. In the type, you know, he's in the situation where he wants to put guys over, so he's trying to do that as much as he can. You know. So, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, because he had a, him and Trent had a really really good match. Good so. match, man. So um, they they work well but, together. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And then we had another hilarious Jericho vignette with him trying to... Oh, dude, that was too good, man. Yeah, my favorite, was... I mean, my favorite part is, I mean, and this has been all over social media, but when he says release the Release hounds, the hounds, yeah. And it's, like, and it's like a poodle and like a Pekingese, <laughs> like a bunch oh, of... Oh, man. No, not a t- any attack dogs in that bunch by any stretch. Dude, that was great, that was man. It, 
it's so funny. They just, it's like, bro, they can just come up with whatever they want and make it work, and they don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. They're just doing their own thing, yeah. man. Like, it's it's cool. I love Jericho. I love. I've always said this. I love Jericho's uh, like his tr- terminology that he uses. I his, know his choice, choice of vocabulary. Because like when in the beginning he's sitting in his hot tub and he's like, "Oh, I'm just sitting here at my palatial abode." Like, <laughs> that's so perfect. I'm like, that's hilarious. But um, yeah. So, and then uh, yeah, and then we talked about it briefly. But Marco stunt and Lance. Oh, was dude. Just, I felt like I was, Something illegal. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about it a little bit on air though, because we never we didn't talk we talked about it through text, yeah. but dude, that was yeah. That was, I was like this the whole time I was watching. I was like, you know, I was just yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I don't think that I, I don't know, man. It, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to decide. Like, I don't think him coming out and just slaughtering Marco's stunt did anything for him no i mean not really you know what i mean no because like he already did that like he did that with all those guys at the wrestling ring behind like darby allen's house like he did that already like give him like a wrestler and prove that he can beat like a wrestler like a legit wrestler not sorry marco but like (laughs) no no and then i think you know people know what you mean like yeah I mean, he's legit two feet taller than Marco Stunt. Like, Fucking crazy. I mean, what's he six? Is he six eight or something like something that? Something like that, so, like six seven six. I don't eight, know. Yes. It just, it just wasn't like entertaining for me to watch. I'm like, he's just beating the fuck out of this poor guy. Yeah. Like, you know, but I don't know. Hopefully, they give him another match, and it's against someone who will like. I mean, I actually wanted to see him wrestle. I don't think we got to see him wrestle. Right. Maybe, you know. Cole Cabana and him will be good. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I say, bro. It's like there's there's weight classes for a reason in sports, and like, like I'm not gonna suspend my belief in like Marco Stunt versus Lance Archer. Like I'll suspend my belief like to watch like two behemoths or you know two like a big guy and maybe like a medium sized guy go at it. But dude, like don't sell me that bullshit. Don't like don't. It it drives me crazy. It's like that's not. There's got to be some sort of, of realism there. It's like a movie, dude. Yeah. It's like you suspend your belief for a movie just as you do when you watch, you know, pro wrestling to an extent. But it's like, don't fuck, don't like, don't like call me an idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, don't like, I don't know how to explain it, but that's like insulting is what I mean. Like, it's just like, yeah. like, what, yeah. you know, I don't know. Sure. Well, like, uh, for, for me, watching it, I'm like, why is this happening? Like, yeah. You know? Like, and that's what, not... What is, why is this happening? Right. Like, and my mentality is so, very much yeah. like that old school, like, two heavyweight boxers, like, or two gladiators. Like, I want to watch larger-than-life stars, like Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant, f- like, fake fight. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, like, yeah. you know what I no, mean? I got you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So, but yeah. So that's um. Yeah, I think that that'll about wrap it up. Um, new episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring was crazy. If you if you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and watch it. Um, it's about a ECW star named New Jack, who was a madman. <laughs> so, um, watch at your own discretion because there is like. 
user discretion is advised. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like, or viewer discretion, excuse me. Viewer discretion is advised because that, that guy was... And, and if you know anything about ECW, it was very brutal, very bloody. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so... Uh, it was a good one. And then another another one for you guys to check out if you um, are looking for wrestling content. <clears throat> um, there's a show on Vice called The Wrestler. Mm. Just goes, um, it goes through uh, different promotions around the world. Uh, there's one about... Um, you know, an all an all women's uh, wrestling association in Japan, and there's one with uh, shows a bunch of different promotions with upcoming wrestlers that are actually. It's a little bit of an older show, but it's interesting to watch. Um, it's about you know Drew McIntyre is one of the guys in Darby Allen. Yeah, I saw that the, one. One of the episodes. So yeah, if you guys are looking for uh, something, some wrestling content to watch in terms of shows and movies, that's another that's another good um, one called Wrestlers. So check, give that. I watched all the episodes. So give that a check. Give that a look. So, um, Drew, yeah, what? So and then we're just. What's that? I was gonna say, what are we thinking? Maybe hop on here Thursday or something. Yeah, yeah, we can do Thursday. Because there's um, still we'll a lot. Another, we'll have another podcast definitely this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's um, still a lot to talk about, and there will be, you know, to, yeah. with everything going on tomorrow, there will still be a lot more. So. Yeah, so yeah, tomorrow will give us a lot of good rap content to exactly. uh, to, to throw out there. So, um, yeah, so we're we're doing our best, guys, to get get it out there. Tough times right now, obviously. Yes, with yes. Uh, we are on a Zoom call right now, so we're trying to do our best to abide by the social distancing. Uh, yeah, stuff that they're putting out there, um, and just uh, yeah, so. Um, so I guess we'll wrap this baby up with our final uh, question of the evening. Um, so the question of the the wrap up question we're gonna do tonight is your favorite walkout or your favorite entrance. Um, uh, so yeah, so Tommy, take it away. Um, I'm gonna default to you. Um, it'll give me some time to to kind of brainstorm okay. just because just because you you posed it. So I think. Well, I'll let you go first, and then I'll, uh, yeah, and then I'll, I'll follow along. That's that, that's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, mine is Batista. Mine is ah, Batista. he's on my, he's definitely on my uh, top five, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Like, yeah, what's Batista's uh, yeah. My favorite. Yeah, his pyro is like my favorite when he has like his when Batista has like his actual pyro. Like, you know, sometimes it's in, like, a smaller arena and they can't do the pyro, but, like... Yeah. His is, like... His is... He does, like, this machine gun. I love that. Like, he's got, like, a big machine gun and he just, like... And the pyro just follows him. Um, So that's that's a good one. And then one of my favorite ones, and this is an honorable mention, my other favorite is... um, is Shawn Michaels. Dude, are you serious, bro? These are literally, like, the two that I'm thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious so, yeah hey man hey, hey we can concur we can concur on the question it's no, I'll no, think of no. another one but Michaels was so probably gonna be the one concurrence. I was yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he'd do like the flex and like the bend and then like the, the pyro would go bam 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 in a row behind him so that was all in town so that was good yeah all right well i'll mix it up then i think michaels and batista are for sure in my top five i'm gonna say edge though dude like 
I, here's the thing. I think, like, the beginning of the entrance is everything. Like, when that first two seconds hits, like, it has to be electric. And I think that on this day, yeah. when that comes out, and then obviously, like, when he goes like that and uh, and the fireworks hit, it's, yeah. it's pretty fucking electric, dude. Like, like this singing about, like, the uh, the Royal Rumble one got me goosebumps. Um, honorable mention, yeah. Brock Lesnar, dude, because... Just when that like dun dun yeah. when that hits, man, you're just like yeah. shit's about to go down. Cause this man, like, you don't hear that yeah. music hit that often. He comes on big stages. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the, like, I one just thing, yeah, yeah. Well, I think one thing about edges edges too is um, so he, that wasn't always his music, obviously, and the, I think it's cool what Edge has done with his entrance music because. That beginning part of his um, entrance music, so that's an actual like his music now is an actual song by a band called Alter Bridge, and then the but so the beginning of that song, the beginning of his physical entrance music though, is the beginning of his old song, when it goes, you think you know me, and then it just like goes into the song, so like I think it's cool that he kept that beginning like it's like you think you know me yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's cool that he kept the original part of his original music and then had just added it. That's a good to point. His current yeah. music. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a special one because that, that's really cool. Yeah. That he, you know, that he does that. So yeah. But um, I'm trying to think of one. I had one more, but I forgot. So but so we can wrap up with that because I forgot. Um, <laughs> but and I mean like. I think trip, uh, Triple H. Like, yeah, I'm for sure. Like, hey. like, I think those are all like really iconic. And, and The Rock, obviously. Like, if we're talking about getting a crowd pop out of, out of a song, and then, oh, and then my other one was The Big Show. Like, that one, The Big Show has gotten a pop. Well, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, they're all really great. But my favorite is Batista, though. No, nah, that was a good, that and was that, a good. Guitar riff hits, man. Talking, so. <laughs> I, I still, bro, I still work out to Batista's song is one of my favorites to work out to. I walk alone, yeah. so it's a good one. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, so that's all from us tonight. Um, let's go ahead and plug. In, let's folks. go ahead and uh, yeah, plug our shit real quick. Where can they find us? Yeah. So they can find us on Turning Face Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I've been mad active on Twitter lately, so keep an eye out for that. I've yes. Been, you know, posting a lot on Twitter, posting content, posting stupid shit that comes to my brain. So, Do it. Keep keep, uh, <laughs> keep that rolling. So find us there. And then we're also on YouTube, Turn Your Face Podcast, where we, uh, we'll hit some clips. Yes. Um, Tom, we've been getting we've been getting some good, we get a lot of views. Yeah, people uh, seem to like them, man. Yeah, I, I mean... I think we're at like 60 or 70 views for one of our for um, a couple of our, our videos so yeah that's fucking yeah, nuts check us out if you don't want to sit here and listen to us talk for two hours hour and a half um check us out on youtube give us three or four minutes of your time we appreciate it give us a like five stars whatever whatever the, all that uh, shit <laughs> whatever the, Whatever the whatever the approval system is for where you're where you're listening to us. But so. seriously, on YouTube, like the video because if you like the video, then YouTube is more likely to put our shit like out. Like so, likes are important on YouTube. I don't know about the other shit, but like our videos. <laughs> so yeah, but um yeah, that's all for us. We will see you guys again this week. 
Um, stay safe out there, folks. Stay healthy, and we'll get through this together. So, as always, I'm Drew. It's Tommy. We're Turning Face Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh, yeah. And recording stopped. And we good, bro. Sweet, man. Dude, um, yeah, sorry, bro. I'm like, I'm so fucking tired. My eyes are like, they hurt. Um, but, but, but Hey, I am, uh, I'm free after tomorrow all week, all weekend. So whatever you want to do next Thursday, Friday, whatever it is. Cool, man. Yeah, I'm around. Um, yeah, I'll be around. Sweet, bro. I don't have anything going on. She's, uh, uh, she's still at the hospital, but I think they're going to send her home soon. Cause I think, I think it's, it's gone now. I think, I think she's, you know. They're just monitor. They're just observing her to make sure that she's good to go. Good but, man. Um, I think the the worst is over for her for sure. She's still got like a little bit of a cough, so that's why they're keeping her. I'm I'm but, um, I'm happy to hear yeah. that, man. That's that's good news. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like the whole time, the whole time, the the problem was, um, the the problem the whole time was she. We couldn't get her to drink anything. We're like, Mom, you have to, you have to drink. Like, you're gonna get dehydrated, and then you're gonna have to go to the hospital. And like, you don't want to be at the hospital right now if you don't have to be. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're just like, you know, I mean, not that it's not safe to be at a hospital right now because they're, you know, I mean, I work at the hospital, so I know the precautions they're taking of keeping patients.